Corona Chronicles session 19 with Carrie Luxem. So this morning I spoke with Carrie Luxem of, or she is the CEO at Restaurant HR Group in, uh, they're based out of Illinois, uh, the Chicago area. And she's probably the, the most, when you think of restaurant HR in one person, she's probably the first name that comes to mind for most people. So uh, I thought it was important that we get a, an HR, a human resources perspective during all of this, and she was able to do that for us. I think the big takeaway from today's chat was basically that uh, the, all we can do right now is just communicate with our our employees and uh, stay positive, uh, which seems kind of like, well, thanks, Eric. Uh, no shit. But... I mean, I, th- I think it's important to reinforce all we can do is just c- control how we are reacting to this because how we react to this will be a trickle down, a trickle down effect to everybody that is looking for to us for answers. So just try to stay positive. Uh, I think that's basically what she communicates to us in and let them know that you don't have answers. Communicating not much is better than not communicating at all. Um, and with that said, um, I need to communicate that this episode is brought to you by the seasoned app. And there's a lot of information out there right now. It's hard to kind of filter through the good and the bad. And they're doing a great job filtering through that. All the the conversations out there around the coronavirus. Uh, So if you want to, get a resource, a resource that's filtered and has their own unique content around the coronavirus. I strongly recommend you guys download the seasoned app, head over to seasoned.co slash unstoppable and sign up today for free. It's on iOS and Android. Again, that's seasonedco.com. And thank you uh, to season for helping me, uh, supporting me through this effort to keep you guys all informed and into getting you guys aligned. All right. With that said, let's now head over to my conversation with Carrie. All right. Good morning. I'm being joined with Carrie Luxem today. Carrie Luxem is the uh, CEO at Restaurant HR Group and also uh, at uh, Carrie Luxem LLC. And uh, Carrie, um, I mean, you're probably one of the most well known uh, export experts, authorities on the topic of restaurant uh, human resources. So you're definitely somebody that was high on my list. And I'm so excited to have you here to talk to us today about what you're seeing. Uh, in regards to the coronavirus, best practices, and who knows what we're going to unpackage today. About. But, but how are you? How are you? <laughs> well, I'm doing okay. You know, I'm doing okay. And thank you so much for thinking of me and having me on your show. I'm excited to kind of dive into some of the things that uh, we're assisting our clients with and helping with, um, you know, as this crisis is happening. So I gave the listeners a little bit of an idea of who you are, but why don't you just tell us a little bit more about who you are? I know your husband's sure. a restaurateur and what your business does. Yeah. So, you know, so I spent a lot of time in my, my career was really with Potbelly Sandwich Works uh, back in the day. And then 10 years ago, uh, we started Restaurant HR Group, set out to help restaurateurs with their HR payroll benefits and, and leadership. You said I had Restaurant HR Group and Carrie Luxem. Carrie Luxem is really on the, I talk a lot about leadership. I've written a book, I'm writing a second book, and we're doing a lot of training. And, you know, we're really there and work with our clients and our members to ensure they have great systems and understand how to develop and be great leaders. And that's really what we're laser focused on. Our real mission is to help restaurants succeed. I mean, we really want to create more restaurant success stories. So we're really on a mission to do that. So well, let me know right when that now second is, book comes out because I would love to get you. Yeah, I will. Talk about it, please. Perfect. Sorry, I cut yeah, you short. I apologize. You know, oh, that's perfect. My first book is really um, 
it's, it's called a restaurant operator's HR playbook. It's really a playbook to help set up an HR department. And the second book is more about soft skills and how an individual needs to have these soft skills, which is really interesting as we're going through all of this craziness to really see who is stepping up and, you know, communicating well and really, uh, you know, understanding the importance of the relationships that they have and keeping that positive attitude and really just being a great leader. Those are kind of the things that I'm touching on in the second book, but who knows when that will happen. You know, we're really just wanting to help our our clients and, and the followers that I have get through this absolutely crazy time yeah, that's our real focus it's right so now. crazy right now and um i mean mm-hmm. one of the biggest issues or well, not issues but challenges for restaurateurs right now is what do i do with all my employees uh is it uh, best to yeah. furlough is it best to lay off uh sure what are you seeing you know, what are you coaching people yeah through? it's so well, crazy well so let me actually, just tell you also my husband my yeah. husband is a restaurateur yeah. he has a couple dozen Dunkin' Donuts, and he set out to do all that he could, can, to not disrupt his employees. And we're in a unique situation in that he has shops and gas stations, and we're able to continue to do some deli- or some uh, dine- uh, drive-through and a little delivery and, and things like that. And and uh, you know, we're still you know, we're still successfully operating all of our restaurants and, and it's, it's good. And, but, you know, we'll see what happens, but I will tell you, um, it's really across the board. We have some clients that are, uh, you know, that are deciding to just terminate, even not even just our clients, just we're, we're really tapped into the industry and some people are letting people go, literally terminating them. Some are furloughing them and the difference in the, between the two is if you, so essentially a furlough is when um, somebody decides to basically put somebody on an unpaid or paid leave. And for the most part, it's unpaid right now. But what they do is they stay active as an employee and they keep their benefits. So the benefits, we are seeing a lot of um, clients and, and business owners are keeping those benefits going and either trying to get the premium from the employee or paying for it and figuring it out later, setting up a payment plan to pay their portion. Everybody's doing it differently. And then those, and then if you terminate your employees, so if you lay them off and, and actually terminate them, fire them, you know, because of this whole thing, then they will lose their benefits. They can't keep their benefits. And you'll, when you, when things do turn back around, you'll have to rehire them and put them back onto your, you know, put them back into your company. Who's doing what? It's all over the board. It's all over the board, uh, you know, and then there's all these different things going on with this. There's a new, you know, a new uh, sick pay thing that's kicking in in April. And there's lots and lots of questions about that. And Wait, so um, real quick, uh, I want to learn more about that, that sick pay thing. But to unpackage this mm. furlough versus layoff, um, I had yeah. I had Aaron Colby, who's an employee, an employee attorney on to discuss this. And he kind of broke down the differences yeah. between. Uh, furlough and layoff and uh, yeah he when i basically told him to say hey like what's your heart telling you what do you think we should do in our businesses he said right yeah. now this was a week ago too to keep that in mind he said furlough is probably yeah. the best option um do you think that's still the case with the fact that it looks like this thing's not slowing down do you think that furlough is there like an ex, is there a time like a, an extension to the future that furlough makes sense and beyond that it doesn't make sense 
Uh, you know, it's such a good question. And I, I think of that literally as a, as, an, as a business owner myself. I have a team of 15 people and what do you do? And I mean, I, I literally think, unfortunately, this is sort of like a week to week or even day by day thing that you have to look at. And I will tell you, I'm going to try to do everything that I can to keep my people working first and foremost. Yeah. And again, I'm not a restaurant, you know, I'm not having to, it's a, it's a little bit different, but I, I think you have to just really assess where you are. And here's what people are looking at, in my opinion, when they're deciding, do I, do I just fire the people on my team or do I lay them off? You know, do I let them go? And because I cannot, I cannot sustain this or can, do I see a light at the end of the tunnel? Do I have a little bit of cushion? Is there, do I have a a means to getting my hands on some money and and be able to sort of stay, stay afloat for a a, a period of time? I just don't think that there's one right answer. And I don't think that, you know, I think that just depending on who you are, I think this, this, this thing is really, really, really tough for the independent restaurateurs that literally are operating on a week-to-week basis and they've got the small team, the larger ones, is it hard for them? Absolutely. Are they making some of these? I mean, we've had clients close, literally permanently close dozens of restaurants. They decided permanently some of our larger clients are doing these sort of drastic things. And again, I would say, oh, don't close your restaurants. It's going to get better. But, you know, I don't know their inner workings. I don't know what kind of So you're saying they're, you know, they're not just closing to, for the, like the temporarily closing. We've had, like, yeah, we've had some. Yeah, done. unfortunately. I mean, we are seeing some, a lot of temporary closures or like we're going to just do drive through or we're going to close our doors for two weeks. But we've also had uh, a handful of clients that have permanently closed their stores. And, maybe, you know, they maybe weren't doing as great. Uh, who knows what the stories are? You know, yeah. who knows what, well, what's I think that's really the, happening? But yeah, I think that's a big thing to kind of point out. Like, what's the best thing to do? That depends. I think that's the question. It the just thing depends. Is, yeah, what's your situation? Yeah, it just depends. What, do you, what like, kind of what are you able you to do? How yeah. much? How much can you really carry? Uh, you know, carry the financial burden or not? I mean, some people would really love to furlough all their employees and keep them on the benefits, but if they don't have a penny, if they don't have any money, it's it's really, really hard to, you know, and that's what I mean. I feel like so many people want to do the right thing and it's just so incredibly hard right now. You know, what do you do? What's the right thing? And I think though, you know, I do think that, you know, if you really lead with, you know, caring, caring, caring about your people. And, and, you know, you really slow, try to slow down and, and communicate and pull your teams together and communicate in a way that makes sense. People understand the crisis that we're in right now. And, uh, you know, it doesn't make it easier for people that aren't getting paid, but people, you know, people know that, that this is going on. And one of the things that uh, I'm definitely seeing is, there are a lot of employees. We're dealing a lot with the employees, you know, as they're, as they're unsure on how to file for unemployment or whatever. And so we're hearing from them and they're feeling sort of like left out on an island and they're feeling like not communicated to. And I, I, I think that so many leaders and managers and business owners, because they don't know what is to be communicated, they don't know what they should do. They don't know how to respond to this so they sort of shut down. And, and my advice and our advice to our clients is you've got to, you've got to really lead by example here. And I get on, I, I will create a video or hop on a call with all of my people just to tell them I don't know what is going on. And yeah. they appreciate 
the fact that I'm doing that. So I really think that if people think of your employees, think about them as they were like family, like they were your family. How would you want your kids, your sister, your mom, your best friend, how would you want them to be treated and communicated? Strive for that level of care. So what I'm you know, and from again, you is the big thing is just check in. You know, just check in. Check in. Yeah. Speak up even when you don't have the answer. Mm. When you don't know what's happening, send an email saying, guys, I don't know what's happening. I'm not sure what this really means. There's this new legislation that's happening. There might be a bailout. I have no idea. I, you know, you've just got to, you've just got to, if people know that you're making an effort to keep them updated, even when you're not sure, instead of just going, well, I don't know. So just put everybody on, you know, lay everybody off and let's hope for the best. Even though I know that some people that are doing that, they're really good people and they really do care about it, but they can't stomach what's going on with their people. And, you know, I think it's a... Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I I was going to say, lastly, I I really think it's a good idea, and we're doing this a lot with our clients, to have a a designated person or, um, you know, a designated person or department, if you can, and it might even be the CEO or the head operator or an HR person or whatever that people can reach out to. I mean, one of the things that we did when this was just starting to unfold is we sent out a memo to all of our clients saying, we will take, we will, we will take those calls because Every single employee that has a worry, a question, their worry or question is not small to them. It's a big deal to them. And so we're really just trying to, even if we don't know the answers, we're getting on trying to send them some, you know, information or some positivity or whatever. And I think it's just really appreciated. That's how people are going to get through this. I mean, it doesn't pay the bills, but it certainly makes people feel great when you're in it together, when they feel like you know, there's a level of communication and they understand that there's nothing the company that I work for can do, but at least I'm, I'm feeling like somebody cares enough about me to keep me in the loop. Yeah. So the big things uh, that we've touched on right now, obviously, uh, you know, just talk to your employees, check in, designate one person to be a point of contact for your employees. What other uh, best can. practices or advice do you have for us? Yeah, I mean, I think I think that, you know, that really kind of sums it up, not making it too muddy. I mean, you don't you don't have the answers, you know, treat people like you would want to be treated or you'd want your family to be treated. Always communicate, even when you you don't even know what's going on and have people available or a person designated to 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 be there as your company representation to, to answer those questions, whether people are terminated or, or furloughed or whatever it may be. So um, I think, you know, I think that's it. And I think, you know, just really, really trying to stay optimistic and positive and so incredibly hard. And I mean, I'm telling you personally, I am struggling with, I, I, it's, it's heartbreaking to see the fear that's happening in this industry and with people. And I know firsthand, I, I, I talk all the time about staying positive and doing things to minimize stress. And I'm sometimes not positive and, and struggling with staying, you know, really We're optimistic. All human and, and we'll absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. But what I, what I will tell you is when I, when I'm feeling that stress or low, I have people around me that, that make me feel better or whatever. And yeah. that's the only way we can kind of get through this is we have to truly believe that we're going to get through this yeah. and that on the other end of this, we're going to be stronger I think it's as, awesome. as, a, as yeah. a restaurant group. Yeah. No, so, I, I, sorry. We're we're doing this remotely, so I'm, I've, I have to like pick up some of my oh, remote recording uh, etiquette again. To, like, <laughs> be slower on the no the pickup. But hey, uh, you know, one thing that um, comes to my mind listening to you talk, you know, I think it's really 
good to get out. If you have friends outside of the, the restaurant industry, um, oh, go talk to those people. Like, cause I spent Saturday, like, yeah. I, I'll be honest, like Saturday, I needed to get away just to kind of process all the information that was coming at me. I had to really, I was a little worried that I was being too reactive with the content, putting out content too fast. And I was like, should I do some more research before? I'm like, you know, I don't want to just like, I don't want to cause you know, I don't want to give bad recommendations, you know, it was kind of one of my fears. Uh, but in that time to get away from the, the kind of the unplug, I, I went uh, into Austin, um, met up with some friends. Uh, it wasn't like a party or anything. That was a small gathering, like four or five of us. Yeah, but they were outside of the restaurant industry. Um, there are authors and writers, right? That are you know, people that are used yeah. to working from home. And it was kind of just nice to get that change of pace because within like, I think the restaurant industry is probably getting hit the hardest or amongst yeah. the industries are getting hit the hardest. So there's a lot of mayhem and like pandemonium yep. in our industry yep. right now. So if you Absolutely. can, like there's echo chambers, right? Of just mayhem and like the world's coming to an end and it's still very serious. But if you, if you pull yourself out of this like little echo chamber within the industry and go talk to other people, it might be good for your mental yeah. health. Uh, it's one thing that I picked I up. Think it it's the, I think you're absolutely too. right, Eric. Yeah. I think it, it, it helps you realize there's like, you know, it's like gets you out of the box, if you will. And it makes yeah. you feel like there's hope. Yeah, <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And, and separately, like as I'm communicating with my friends and family and connections that are outside of the industry, they are, you know, I'm very passionate as you are about this industry. And not only are they great and they're maybe thriving unless they're maybe in the like airline or hotel industry, but a lot of people are super busy. If you're working at Walmart or Walgreens or in the healthcare, obviously there's a lot of any stuff. grocery so store. I, not a, grocery stores. Yeah. So there are, there are industries that are thriving. And so I do think that it's good to have those conversations, but also I have not been shameful at all in saying, Hey, listen, you want to help us. This is a crazy, amazing industry. And we employ millions of people. If you want to help, you can buy gift cards. You yes. know, you can go through that drive, get up at five. I get up every day at five o'clock in the morning. I go get coffee sometimes at three places. I don't care. I'm like, I, I want to show not only my financial support, but I want to show be somebody that can say something positive to the employees working in the drive-thru and, you know, take, do some takeout orders if you can. Even if you're not comfortable with any of that, go on to social media and find out what these local restaurants are posting and share their posts, you know, do things like that and, 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 you know, try to help us keep our, you know, our attitudes up and, and try to keep some of this you know, some of the sales going, if you will. So I think there's, it's twofold, you know, and, uh, I think think one thing that would be really great idea. One thing that would be really cool. I think that I would, it's just an idea that popped into my mind. Anybody that has birthdays coming up, what's their favorite restaurant? Uh, one gift card, but also t-shirts and swag, you know, like that's another channel. Oh, I love that merchandise gifts for people from restaurants. Uh, that is a really great idea. So there's a bunch of things. We that is do. a really great idea. Yeah. So yeah. real quick, uh, um, one thing that I, me personally, it's something that I'm struggling with. Maybe you can help me with this, Carrie. Um, uh-huh. There's a lot of what we're being told by the government is to socially isolate, right? Um, mm-hmm. But our industry is very counterintuitive to that. Our industry is you got to come in contact with people to either get your food delivered to you or to even go pick it up. Um, at what point do we need to say, you know, maybe we need to, if, if we can all just totally isolate, you know, will this thing pass faster? And if that's the case, you know, when's the best time to plant a tree? Well, 20 years ago, when's the next best time right now? So <laughs> right. She, like, like that's right. one of the things that I'm kind of struggling with right now is yeah. if, if we, 
Honestly, you know, yeah, it's so hard. It's so hard. And here's what I'll tell you, even in my little household here, you know, everybody's opinions are different on how, on the, on wh- how much you should isolate and not, and everybody, you know, everybody's got a different opinion. I will tell you, you know, until this morning, I didn't know anybody that was impacted personally by the coronavirus. I just learned of somebody that we work with, one of our vendors uh, who is in London and he was, he you know, got the virus, he's doing well, he's fine. But, you know, I think that you've got to, you know, you've got to, I, I don't know the answer to that. I, I am, I get up and I go to these drive throughs but I would not feel comfortable doing much more than that personally. And some people are like, Hey, I want to get a bunch of my friends together. I don't think it's that big of a deal. I think it's more, uh, you know, if, if they're elderly, I think this is too, it's a pandemic. It's, I, it's hard to say, I would love for this to get wiped away. Is us isolating for the next few weeks, few months? Is that going to, uh, kill it. I'd rather have my life than the livelihood, but I, I, it's hard for me to say, I, I don't know, you know, I don't yeah, know. No, I, I, um, I'm putting you on the spot. It's, it's I'm hard. Totally yeah, no, and I, I, I struggle with it, but I will tell you since they, you know, since, and I know not every state has this shelter thing in place, but it's, it's, and you know, it's funny. I, I like balance. It's like a balance. I'm trying to do more for, you know, my, I have children, I've got, you know, my kids and my family and my husband goes off and goes to his stores and, you know, I worry, does, what if he gets it and he'll be okay? You know, there's a, that level of worry there. But then I worry about the worry in my, my team and they're all working remotely right now and we're fine. But some, I will tell you, I have, a, I have a small team. Some of them are very, very afraid to step out of their houses and some are a little bit more flexible and, you know, think it's okay. I, I wish I knew, I don't know that. I don't know a lot of, I'm not a virus expert. I don't know about pandemics, but it certainly is scary to think that it could get worse. And, you know, that, um, you know, and I think that depending on where you look or who you talk to, you'll get opinions that sway from one end to the other on what you should and shouldn't do. But clearly, uh, the world is sort of being shut down in a sense. And so it's they think that this is what's going to help this from from being a complete, you know, well, disaster. I mean, the world, so. like the economies are shutting down, but I don't know if people are shutting down. You know what I'm saying? People are right. still you know we're yeah. social creatures by nature you know it's only natural absolutely and that's um, what's really hard and you know that's i will tell you with me like i am so that person i love to get out and go to restaurants and as eat, you know be out in it and and, and, it, and when you're not it can be very simply i could see how i could slip into being very very unhappy and stressed out and the longer i'm cooped up the the, the harder it, it gets but i certainly don't want to put myself or anybody else at risk for getting this virus yeah. <laughs> so again it's just such a balance it's hard well, the, it's the, hard to yeah, know the, what to say the trend i've seen is more and more restaurants are choosing to close um because of health reasons and the, my my concern with that is um if these restaurants are closing, uh, I feel like the best thing, some, one of my thoughts, and this isn't the answer, by the way, I should preface. This is mm-hmm. just a thought that if, if, if restaurants are closing, um, the best thing we can do, do to support those restaurants is to respect what our governments are telling us and to minimize as much as possible socializing yeah. because that will be from what I understand what I've you know gathered that's the fastest way of getting out of this thing and you know you got to say like this time last year this time last week I want to say there was like 150 uh, reports maybe like 100,000 reports or something like that um mm-hmm. 
we're at 353,000. So like in it, the thing is, it, this is exponential. So if that's the case, mm-hmm. it's reasonable to say that this time next week, there'll be over a million. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I don't know. Like I'm not trying to scare people, but you know, yeah, no, but I don't think there's any way to not be scared. And, and again, I, I try to, I'm trying to look at it optimistically. And you know, it's like, I think over and over in my head, Eric, like, how are we going to survive this as an industry? You know, and, well, by and communicating, uh, by talking, by doing exactly what we're doing right now. Exactly. Um, so yeah, exactly. And I, I just have to look at it. You know, again, I look at it, my husband's business or my business or whatever is decided. We've got this shelter in place, but I feel like if we can do the things that we need to do, whether it's meditate or eat well, or try to get out for a walk and stay positive, then we can continue to get creative. I will tell you, you know, I, I am so inspired by so many people, by you calling me and wanting to do a podcast and sharing this, you know, positivity and, and knowledge. That's so, that's, that's what we should be doing. Or I think about some of the restaurants that we support that they're independent restaurateurs and they've shifted in their head. They've never done delivery. They've never done takeout, but guess what they're doing now? Delivery and takeout. And they yeah. figured it out and they're trying to, they're like, we're just paying our bills. We're just trying, you know, and make it worse before it gets better. And I've got some, uh, you know, some clients that are adding certain things to their menus to try to can beer and getting licensings to, to deliver whatever it is that they think will help them survive you know and then we've got to really uh you know really think about you know the bailouts that are being proposed there's all kinds of different ways to uh to to initiatives from the national restaurant association or james baird foundation or whatever there's all kinds of different things that you can sign or donate to or participate in that will eventually and hopefully quickly help us there's there's i since i've been uh since i've you know in the last two weeks, I've probably gotten six or seven messages about FBA loans for businesses like mine or different things to help me, uh, you know, stay afloat if needed, because I'm so impacted by this, you know, by this with being in this industry. And again, I think, Eric, it's just really as hard as it is for a lot of us, because we're trying to build our businesses, but we have to literally take this one day at a time and continue to be communicate to the people that we're around and and working with, whether it be vendors or employees or whatever, and just try to get through this one day at a time. And hopefully, you know, we peak the the hardest part and then we start to make our way back to normalcy, whatever that's going to look like eventually. And I want to respect your time. So we got to think about wrapping up the conversation. You you did mention something earlier, um, after talking about furloughing versus layoffs uh, and that like in mm-hmm. April, there was this new legislation that might be coming through. Did you get that out? Yeah. I didn't want to stop you from sharing that bit of information. Yeah. Well, so there, it, there's, 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 this has been proposed. It's going to, uh, this, the sick, sick, sick leave pay is going to start in April, April 2nd. Uh, it will expire in December. Uh, again, this is, there's a lot involved in this. There's a lot of, a lot, lots of different things, but essentially what it's saying is that, uh, if you're an employer under 500 and have over, and I've seen different reports on if it's 25 or over 50, I don't know where exactly that is, but then you are going to be required to, uh, to pay, uh, for this, for this uh, time off, this basically under FMLA for COVID related things. If you have to take care of your child and you can't work, if you're, you know, if you're 
you know, quarantine because of the, because of this, if you have employees that are, that they have as symptoms and you have to pay for it. So, so one of the biggest questions that we're getting due to this whole thing, and Eric, I can send you the whole, like yeah. the things that we sent out to I'll all of our to clients. That. I'll of, link to that under your episode, yeah. under your recording. Okay, you, perfect. Yeah. yeah, I will share with you what we shared with our clients that really breaks this down very simply because again, it's a, we're not lawyers and we don't want to, we don't even want to pretend for a second that we are, but we do have really great resources that helped us draft something. And I'd be happy to share that with you so you, you can share. Yes. So that, that is really good. But one of the biggest questions that we have gotten, and we tried really hard to get it before I started this call with you, but is if an employee is placed on a furlough, are they eligible for this new paid sick leave? You know, that, that's going to be passed April 2nd. That is the question that we're getting. So if you terminate them, obviously they're no longer your employee, but if they're furloughed, they, does the employer have to pay for this? And we are expecting that this is going to be addressed, um, by the Department of Labor, and they're releasing that on like March 25th. So I will keep you posted on what we learned because of all the questions we've gotten. I think this is the most common one in the last week. Yeah, and if you want to come heard. back on the show in a couple of days for like a five minute recording, just to kind of give us an update, you're always brilliant. No pressure. Yeah. No pressure. And it's really but. yeah. No, no, no problem. And and here's the thing. I will tell you. I could talk all day long about like all these things and surviving. This kind of stuff really scares me to talk about because again, I'm not a lawyer. It changes so rapidly. But there are some really you know like. I said, the, the way we were able to create all of this simple stuff is through the resources that we have. So when I send you what you're going to post, it'll really simply lay it out. And I think the people that are listening can read over that and really understand. And as I, as I learn about this very common question, I'll post it. We can hop back on the phone. I can talk through it, uh, what we've learned and yeah. hopefully everybody can get if, that information. Yeah, if you guys go to restaurantunstoppable.com slash restaurant coronavirus podcast or RCP restaurantunstoppable.com slash RCP for short, I have a summary of all these conversations as well as links to the tools and services recommended in each. Wow. I can't talk too much coffee, a a link to any service or uh, product or whatever in each session will be listed underneath, underneath that each session. Carrie, I'm struggling right now. It will be listed under. That's okay. That's okay. I've had a lot of coffee too. Gosh. Uh, (laughs) Thank you you so much, Carrie. I know you're a very busy woman. You must have a lot of people to talk to today. So I'll let you get going on your way. Any last words before we say goodbye? Uh, well, thank you so much for thinking of me and having me on your show. And, and then just, let's just try to come together as a, as a community, as an industry and survive this. I know we can do it. We just got to try to stay optimistic and we will hopefully get through it. And if you need anything moving forward, Eric, or if you have any questions that you get from your listeners, certainly don't hesitate to reach out to me. Thank you so, so much, Carrie. Uh, stay well and healthy and, uh, uh, Thank you, you too. Yeah, hopefully, maybe we'll get you back in a, a couple of weeks or whatever to, for an update. All right. Thank you, Carrie, again for coming on the show. Uh, and again, the, the big takeaways from this is that, you know, when we don't know what's going on, when we don't have answers, we tend to, you know, hermit up. We get quiet. We're afraid to talk because we don't want uh, to take back our words. But it's important to know that you need to communicate that you don't know. Uh, that communication alone is better than pe- keeping people in the dark. I think the other specific advice that came from today's conversation was that 
uh, we need to designate one person to be the, the, the point of contact. So you people know who to go to if they want answers uh, and who to go to if they just need somebody to talk to, right? So if you haven't designated one person in your business, maybe that, that, that person's you or maybe that person's a CEO. Uh, depends on the business, but designate one person and communicate something. It's better than not communicating at all. And I have to remind you that this episode was brought to you by the seasoned app. The seasoned app is a community exclusively for the service industry. Uh, so if you're looking for community right now, and I'm sure a lot of you are go check out the seasoned app. Uh, it's seasoned.co slash unstoppable. It's free. And, uh, we don't always need employees. We don't always need a new job, but we always need community and they've got all that over at the seasoned app. Go check it out. And uh, thank you for your support uh, in helping me trying to get the message out there. And uh, I'll talk to you guys in a couple hours. Peace.